Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another special short style episode heading into Super Bowl. I don't even know the name of it because I don't care about it with the mm-hmm. Philadelphia Eagles or as some kid on uh, TikTok, little kid calls them the uh, grumpy pigeons, I think. So the grumpy pigeons and the Chiefs are playing on Sunday, but you have me, miserable Kevin and Aiden here who is thriving in life. Hello. Hello, I am thriving. Uh, there's a calmness that's over me right now. You know me. I'm usually the the fan that freaks out. Right now, I feel like I feel like the seas after after a storm. It's just calmness now. You know, like once that kind of washes over and it's just kind of that calmness arises. That's where I'm at right now. So are you are you like gonna watch the last Super Bowl and watch Silver Linings Playbook and watch Invincible and all that this weekend leading up? I'm going to watch a lot of the games that we had this season, all my favorite games to put me in the mood for uh, Christmas um, Eve. That was not my, the, the, maybe I'll mix in the pick six of Josh Felt when we went up 10 nothing. That, that was fun. Uh, just to put myself in like the good mood. When I played basketball, I would watch hoop mixtapes mm-hmm. of like the, you know, remember those? And it'd be like John Wall, Austin Rivers, all those guys before yep. I'd play basketball games. Kind of the same logic here. Yeah, I'm just going to watch all my favorite games from this year. Um, I've never, this is a fun fact, and I would love to know how people feel about this. I have never watched Super Bowl 52 again from start to finish. Like, I've never wow. sat down just the full 60 minute version of the game. It's just so you like, probably shouldn't do it again. You probably should not do it. Not, not, not this weekend. The time will come. It'll yeah. be like some catastrophe happens in life, and I'm just like, now's the time that I need. I this. need. <laughs> once you once you get engaged and you're on your bachelor party, like flying there, like wherever, like if you're to like Vegas or something, you should watch it on the plane heading to your bachelor party. Oh, yeah, my bachelor party will just be like 72 hours of drunk and just be like, dude, remember, remember we when two records made that catch? <laughs> we got two. <laughs> Dude, you might have you might have seven by that. Yeah. <laughs> remember that time that uh Kaiser White came across the middle and just ended Pacheco? Dude, unreal. Yeah. Juju Smith Schuster got clamped. He got clamped by Darius Slay. It'll just be that for 72 hours. Nowhere. <laughs> oh god. That'll be it. Yeah. So that's that's my weekend. Uh just setting up the plans and um just watching all the highlights of all the good times this year and have a one last ride on Sunday night. I think that should be content for the show. I think you should record yourself watching these and then like speed it up and just put out a video. Have you been? Oh, that, that actually would be a good content idea. Yeah. I I've always said that, like I always wanted to get like my heart rate like during a game. And now I think the Apple watch does that. So maybe I'll do that for, for the game is yeah. have this set. Cause I know it's not healthy. Like, I think we I should. Get, I, I I think we need Vince to like set. Well, last time we had Vince try and set up a camera somewhere, he didn't bring the uh, right charger. Camera? But yeah. um, I think he should just set up a camera that. in the corner of your of your place. <laughs> Listen, the last time Vince forgot a camera, we got Devontae Smith. So maybe yeah, we'll let him do it this time. <laughs> and I got Micah Parsons. So yeah, yeah I was just saying this kind of worked out. <laughs> I think that was good luck. Uh huh. Oh. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, I'm just <laughs> I, this, this this I guess the scariest part for me is I have the same calmness because like um I am resolved to the notion that I feel like I already know they're gonna win 
and I'm not doing like the reverse curse, nothing like that. Like I legit, and I've been, I think I've been saying it for weeks. Like mm -hmm. I legitimately think they're going to win. I think they have every advantage health. I think they have every advantage matchup. I think they have the vibe, um, everything. Okay. So I think you I'm just me. like, like, what am I going to do? Like, okay, I'm angry. I'm, I'm upset, but it's like, I've, I've just, I'm numb. You've mentally accepted it. You, you yeah. have to compartmentalize it and just realize like the silver linings of it. That it helps the podcast. Everything's been growing. So that that helps. You know, happy, happy life. wife, happy life. Like she gets a Super Bowl. She'll be happy. The family will be happy. So it's like at least there's once you start to carpent what's the word I'm looking for? I just compartmentalize. Said Thank you. It and look at the silver linings. At least you like you have that. I agree with you in the sense we'll probably do like an official prediction of how the game's gonna go. I do think we win, which is why I'm calm. I think last time, Super Bowl 52, I was calm then too, but it was in the sense of, I know that we're going to win. Like, it's just time. The vibe is right. We talked about the vibe this time, but it was just like, this is the moment, the Philly underdog moment, playing against this, the Goliath and the Patriots. They've won so many times. Like, this, it was the perfect opportunity for history to be rewritten. It's just and it was how house money that entire time. What's you were that? playing with house. You were playing with house money in that game too. We were, and it was just like everything stacked against us, and that's exactly how the first Philly Super Bowl should be written: is they had no business winning, going against the greatest of all time, and they pulled it off. Like that's exactly after all these years, that's exactly how you would have won it. Yeah. This time, there's a calmness because I'm looking at them like this is the most talented Philadelphia sports team that I have ever watched in my entire life. Yep, and it just looks like I'm just looking at it, which I've done every week all year, and I'm like. I just think we're better. And that's so it's a different calmness this time around. And it's in terms of just trusting the talent. And back then I just trusted the story was written. I, I, I legitimately want to, I don't, you know, we can find stats anywhere. Um, I want to look it up and see if any other time in Super Bowl history, if a team had all 22 starters available. That is a great, great question. Because from from beginning of the year, like week one starters too, mm -hmm. you know, like Derek Barnett is the only person on IR, but he didn't technically start. It was Sweat, yep, Reddick, obviously, yep. and then yep. Graham and Barnett were the backups. So yep, you're right. I think this, and now that CJ Gardner Johnson's back and Maddox is healthy, yeah, twenty Dickerson's playing right. One. Dickerson's playing. Yeah, everybody's there. Yep. I, I don't. That's a great question, honestly. It's scary. <laughs> when we when we blow up we've got great producers already and uh and vince and eddie we'll add like another person who will just be our stats stats guy, guy. Yeah, yeah yeah we definitely need a stats guy yeah and Whoops. it's just like and you have to take advantage of this right this is one of those things like you have all 22 starters yes. you're going against a banged up team you might be going against like the baby goat or whatever but like you have to take advantage of this. Okay. Yes. This is this is where I want to be very clear with Eagles fans. I don't want to hear after this game, like if we lose this game, and you're like, oh, we'll be back next year. No, that's not how the NFL works. Nope. It is never how it's been how it's worked. But nope. Rob and I talked about it yesterday on the interview. I was watching like this Phillies the day after they lost to the Yankees in the World Series. So taking you back to good times. And mm -hmm. this this TV show saying um, will the Phillies be back? And they're like, oh, of course they'll be back. They've got this young core. They just got back. <laughs> yeah. Over a decade later, didn't yep. win it. They just got back. 
to the yep. World Series. So it's there's nothing guaranteed. And part of the reason that you have all this talent is the elephant in the room that your most important player doesn't get paid like the most important player on the team. That's why you're so deep. That's why you have all this talent. You have to take advantage of it. There's no, there's no, oh, well, we'll get him next year. No, it yeah, never I, works like that. It, it, once, you know, once he gets paid, if he's getting $45 million a year, right? There's guys like Gardner Johnson, Bradbury. They, they, you know, they're all up for contracts. Mm-hmm. Now, we saw CJC with our guy from Chat Sports, Chase Senior. And is there Chase anyone having asking, a better week than Chase? No, I love it. Um, they is he asked CJ, you know, looking long term. He's like, all I want to do is be a champion, and why wouldn't I want to come back here? But you know, let's say even the Houston Texans, right? They have D'Amico Ryan's now, one of the best defensive minds in the game. Let's say they throw him stupid money. See ya. Like or that's... the Chicago Bears pair him with Jaquan Brisker because they've got insane money to spend. Yep. Just things like that. I do think that his deal would get done. Bradbury is the one where I think he'll yep. get paid somewhere else. And you and I are going to mock draft Joey Porter Jr. to the Eagles again and again and again. But you're right. Like it's like now you have to make these decisions on people like CJ Gardner Johnson and James Bradbury, who were the ones who put you over the top this offseason. Yep. Because you have to pay Jalen Hurts, which brings it full circle. Because the reason I don't think the Chiefs are as talented is because they're paying Patrick Mahomes $500 million. And he is the greatest player in the game. But you look at it, it feels like, you know who they could really use in a game like this? I don't Tyree know, Tyree Kill. Kill. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> who they do not have because they had to offload him. And listen, they've drafted well. They've got those young corners who've been playing well, who they drafted in George Karloftis and everything like that. But that's why. Because you had to pay the most important guy to take advantage of it, while you don't have to pay the most important guy. What What are your thoughts of the so Mikel Hardman obviously on IR not going to play in this game. That's a that's a big swing towards the Eagles. I mean he's not a, he's not a number one, but he's a guy that can they take got. it like that with the, <laughs> with the speed. But yeah. Clyde edwards alaire um, back. He's going to be playing in this game. A guy that like shot onto the scene, right? Had like 200 mm-hmm. yards on national television. Everybody thought he was the next guy. And then kind of, you know, has fallen off, has been hurt. But do you think, you know, are you fearful of that or all at all? Or do you think it's really going to run through Pacheco still? Way more fearful of Pacheco. We're going to do unsung heroes or long shot candidates for Super Bowl MVP at the TikTok at the end of this. I kind of just gave it away, but I'm way more feel, fearful of him because I think he runs with burst with energy and he's hard to tackle. And I think yep. uh, you expend a lot of energy corralling Patrick Mahomes. And when there's a guy standing next to him, that also takes a lot of energy to corral both in the running and passing game. It makes it very, very tough. Yep. I'm way more worried about him. A guy that Rob Ellis mentioned last night in our interview too, that's coming back, Jerick McKinnon out of the backfield. So that's somebody to watch and we're familiar with since he was with Washington for a while. Um, But yeah, Pacheco for sure. The guy. I don't know, man. I'm going to be sitting on my couch with my Emmett Smith, Arizona Cardinals Jersey on just actually, you know what? I can't do that. I can't because the last time I believe the last time that the Super Bowl was in Arizona, I wore that Jersey and the giants won. Against the Patriots. Is that when that was? Yeah, pretty sure. I was in college. You might be right. So, yeah, can't do that because division rival won that one. So, 
Which came yeah. first? This the, the Steelers and the where did the Steelers and the Cardinals play? They it wasn't in Arizona because no, because Arizona that would have been a big thing if they played at home. Was yeah. that in Tampa? Well, I'm totally unrelated to this, but I was just I was thinking about where that game was. Yeah. Also, I don't know if you saw while you looked that up, but Emmett Smith came out and he was one of the people on Radio Row and he was talking about how much he loved Jalen Hurts. So you yeah. should rock the Emmett Smith jersey. We're Tampa. all where Tampa? Tampa. Yeah, okay. That's my thought, but sometimes these get jumbled. No, you know me. And I, you know, CD Lamb also said, I don't know if you saw that on Radio Row, that That's he is important. rooting for Jalen Hurts. Obviously, um, but he's not rooting for the Eagles. Yeah, which is like kind of funny because it's like, well, <laughs> but he said he texted him after the NFC Championship game, like, "Go win the whole thing, boy." That's the that's the so we talked about that issue, like, oh, is it okay to root for your rival? And it's like, well, the best players in the game are all coming from the same schools now, so these guys are all boys. Like Jalen Hurts played yeah. at Alabama and he played at Oklahoma, which are two feeder programs into the NFL. So yep. he's bound to run into a few people that know him and like him from college that might be on other teams like Trayvon Diggs and CD Lamb. And I feel like I have not heard besides just the, the salty Niners players. I haven't heard like any players that don't like Jalen hurts. No, he he seems to be like 100% approval rating, which going back imagine being Christian McCaffrey though, at radio realm, be like, I hope they both lose. Like, are you 12 years old? Come on, man. Like, that's what's great. Like, your team is good. Like, run it back next year. Like, yeah. You have a talented roster. Yeah. You'll get another chance. With like, hey, you know what? It wasn't our day. Yeah. They were better like, than that's, us. Uh, that's not how I, I feel like this is so easy. That's not how I saw it planning, panning out. We're obviously disappointed. Got, Brock got hurt. We were on such a roll with him. I feel bad for him. We'll run it back next year, hopefully in San Francisco. End. He should have been like, no, I wish I, every agent and, ever. That's the and like read it. Be jokingly, done. I would have been like, yeah, you know what? I wish I was in pass pro on that play. Maybe, maybe he wouldn't have gotten hurt. Like, yeah. so just make it like, you know, not to I throw your tight end. I also bus, just but. like, don't get it. Like the third quarterback rule. There is no rule. You can keep a third quarterback. Yes. You, you just chose not to. And also who, who was it going to be? <laughs> yeah, Me, we were talking pre-show about how we wish we could do like the radio row thing. And we'll probably try to set up for sometime in the future. Maybe that'd be a bad idea because all my questions, if they let me interview and be like, okay, well, say they changed the rule. Who would you have wanted to be the quarterback? Yeah, who would have been? I, I yeah. think I I don't think I would have done well. Steve Young? Steve Young actually tweeted. He's like, I'm in the parking lot. I'm ready to go. Just let me know. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> mate, we got we to gotta fine-tune ourselves, I guess, before we make it to this huh. radio row yeah. situation. Yeah, we have to streamline. <laughs> But I don't Back know, to the, man. To the teams that are playing, yes. Do you do you have an idea of how you think the game will play out? Not, I know you think the Eagles will win, but in what manner? Because I know we had Vince on. He said Vince Quinn, I guess I should say. Yep. Um, he he thinks this could be double digits Eagles. I'm not as positive. I'll get into mine. But what do you think? So I think. Well, I don't know if you saw this too. I think it's the the team that's won the coin toss has lost the last eight Super Bowls in a row. Oh. So you're hoping to lose the coin toss. Um, I like choosing, though. I like to defer. But I, I don't I know. I, it's one of those games I feel like, this is weird. If the Chiefs get the ball, 
first, they're not scoring. Mm-hmm. If the Eagles get the ball first, they're going down the field and scoring and touchdown to go that, up seven nothing. So I have a whole system, and it centers around getting the ball at the end of the half, scoring, and getting the ball back to start the second half. That's the Bill Belichick. Yes, but I kind of want the ball, and I, I I rarely do it, but Giants right down the field score ball first. 49ers right down the field, ball first, scored. I can't, I feel like when you're in the Super Bowl and everybody's locked in, Eagles, yep. when they were in Super Bowl 52, scored on their first possession. Yep. When you're locked in like that and you have your 15 scripted plays, I just feel like you're in a good position to score. So I'm kind of yep. with you. I think if we get the ball first. You know, but I really, you know, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I kind of, it's weird, but I kind of think it's going to sort of be like, the Tampa Bay Chiefs Super Bowl a couple of years ago mm-hmm. where Mahomes was running for his life. And guess what? I don't think he's going to be able to run for his life too well still. I mean, he's only two weeks. Uh, well, he's technically three weeks after the uh, high ankle sprain, but he kind of tweaked it, I think, two weeks ago in the AFC Championship game again. But I think he's, you know, that line, it's definitely a better line than the Bengals. I think Joe Burrow would have been sacked 15 times, but he's not going to be sitting back there. And also, I don't see his weapons really having much separation, so he's going to have to also kind of try extend. and bide time, extend plays for them to try and get open. So I think it's going to be similar to that game. I really do. I 100% agree. And then the story Monday morning is, can you win in the NFL with a hefty price tag on your quarterback when the greatest quarterback in the NFL is running for his life all day and his yep. weapons aren't that good. So he's having to extend plays. I really think this is the game where they have the best player and the Eagles have the best team. They have the best depth and it comes down to that. Can he put on a superhero performance, which is entirely possible. Absolutely. Like if he went for 400 yards and threw three touchdowns, like uh, to me, the ankle doesn't really matter. I could see him doing that and that could happen or, the Eagles just have the 22 best guys, offense and defense. It's the it's the Avengers scene. It's them. It's the Eagles being like, we have an army, and yep. Iron Man going, well, we have a Hulk. It's Hulk yep. versus the entire army. I know how that movie turned out, but <laughs> at the same time, it really reminds me this past decade, from 2010 and even a little bit before to 2020 in the NBA. It was LeBron carrying a bunch of bums to the NBA finals, running into a team that had the better depth and the better team and him losing. He was the best yep. player in the world at the time, but then he played the better team. He'd play the best team in the world at the time and he'd lose. And we saw it in his first trip with the Cavs. Then he went to Miami, D Wade and Bosch were mm-hmm. old and they lost because he was playing the Spurs who had four hall of famers on the, on the team. Then he went back to Cleveland. He was playing golden state. And they had the team. So he'd be the best player on the court at all times. And then the other team would have the second, third, fourth, and fifth best player on the team. And he'd yep. be playing other Hall of Famers. That's how it feels right now. The Chiefs have the best player in the game. The Eagles might have the second, third, fourth best. Like they have multiple Hall of Famers on their offensive line. They have the league leader in sacks on the other side. And the storyline at the end of this is, do you actually just throw a bunch of money in the trenches instead of a court? And I think if it turns out this way, not only is what you said going to be the subject on ESPN and, and first fake about can you win with a guy getting paid like Patrick Mahomes, 
it's then going to also turn into, does that mean that the Eagles should not pay Jalen Hurts and possibly take a quarterback with the top 10 pick because they have such a good team around them and continue to build the team and then plug in a guy like a CJ Stroud or a Bryce Young to then continue it. And also, he does not have a fifth-year option, if you remember, because he was a second-round pick and Jalen Hurts not a first-round pick. So I feel like it's a it's one of those domino effects of conversations that are going to happen. And I, I really do think that that somebody's going to have that take. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it's amplified by the fact that this is kind of an outlier, right? Like you, you can throw a bunch of money in other positions. That doesn't mean it's a smart thing to do. Like yep. if you're the Chiefs, you still pay Patrick Mahomes $500 million, yes, right? Like if you're the Ravens, you should still probably lock up Lamar. Yep. And if you're the Bengals, you probably should still sign Joe Burrow to the extension, right? Yes. Like all of these things are true. And the Eagles you are a bit a of an outlier. Yeah, it's just like, it just shows the importance of drafting well, where if you do pay the quarterback, like you, you have to also just draft in the trench as well. And you should and always that, be drafting and, and throwing prospect positions in, in the trench. And that is the only thing that has kept the Cowboys relevant is their drafts in recent mm-hmm. years. Like that is... Yeah. That is what has kept them afloat because obviously they don't dip their toe deep in free agency and they have a $40 million quarterback. Exactly. So it's, it, it, that's the, when your quarterback hits that 40, 35 to 40, $45 million range, which is crazy. Oh man, we got to win. Cause I, I don't even want to think about extending my, my house 45 now. times in a year. <laughs> yeah, Literally. <laughs> literally. <laughs> And, and but when you get to that point, like you really got to draft. And uh, I see these all these like mock drafts early on that have the Eagles taking like Bajan Robinson's. Like that's not going to happen. They are going to throw another pick at defensive interior, at, uh, probably not offensive line, but that's just because they went Cam Jurgens last year and yep. they've got some guys already. So it'll be it'll be interesting because I think this game creates those think pieces and uh, it's just it's a it's a football social experiment. Player versus team. Can the quarterback position, is it so valuable that your guy can carry you against a better team? Or should you be investing more money in other positions that aren't quarterback? And I guess we will see how the social experiment plays out on Sunday. I am so excited. I'll tell you one thing and then we'll do the TikTok. I feel like this is going to be a hot take. Don't care about the halftime show at all. No. I, the halftime show has kind of fallen off. I, I feel like commercials have fallen off uh, mm-hmm. recently and the halftime show too. It's like, I mean, also I would, if I was in your shoes, I would have absolutely no care. No. That's when I would be trying to, well, uh, you're going to be putting in second half adjustments. So that's why you don't care. You know me. I'll be at the whiteboard. Yeah. <laughs> During Super Bowl 52, I sat in the stairwell at my condo complex in the rain. I didn't see a single Justin Timberlake song. I have no idea. Couldn't tell you you one song. Do that. Can you make a two minute video and put it on our Twitter at halftime, giving second half adjustments? I will. You want me to like have the whiteboard? Like this is what we need to do. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) Yes. The only way you're going to do that though is if they're not down like twenty-one to three. If they're down, I think that'd be a. I'd give a hell of a speech if we were down twenty. You would. I just don't know if you mentally would be able to do it i think uh here's a take if we were down 21 and came back and won i may never watch again i peaked there's nothing yeah. better than that to me and I, I i have this thing like i have such a bad habit i always look at the clock and i'm like 
go faster. Come on, come on. Like yep. anytime my team has a big oh, lead, I hate having a big lead. Yep. And I'm just yep. like, get, get, just hurry up, hurry up. Yeah. Oh, you're, you're telling me, uh, I don't know, Jacksonville, uh, Green Bay. Yeah. I know all about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sixers game three against the Hawks, Sixers game four against the Hawks, Sixers game five against the Hawks, <laughs> every single time. But it's always I, the games where you're like either losing or close. It's like you blink and you're like, wait, there's only three minutes left in the third yes. quarter. But when you're up by 21, it's like, how is it only? Why are we 30? playing 90 minutes? Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, this makes no sense. That's exactly how I feel. So, if it but, but, but those are the games you should be enjoying, right? Because then it's right. like, oh my God, football season's almost over. The Falcons like, have ruined it for all of us. <laughs> yeah. The oh, Falcons God. ruined it. And yes. if, but if we were down 21 and came back and won, I genuinely believe like that, I can't beat that. Like, I'll no. never have a moment better than that. Yep. Yep. All right. You want to do this TikTok? And then we'll get Let's the people out of here. Yeah. We kind of foreshadowed a little bit when we were going over the game, but we're doing long shot candidates for Super Bowl MVP. So we each have three of them here for us. I, uh, I'll just say this. So there's no Mahomes, there's no Hurts, there's no Kelsey, there's no AJ Brown. So yep. I think those were the four top guys for uh, for Super Bowl MVP in terms of odds. So we're gonna go with some guys we think may uh, kind of clean up a little bit. Okay, let's do it. Who you got? All right. So at three, I touched on him earlier, but I do have Isaiah Pacheco. I j- there's got to be somebody who's got to be that safety valve for Mahomes. If you can't really trust the receivers on Sunday, Pacheco's definitely that guy because he can catch the ball out of the backfield. He's got insane bursts. He even looks like Terry Kill out there sometimes. So at three, I've got Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, three, and there's only one reason I have him here. Uh, it's because I feel like hell is going to happen one way or the other for me. So either one, it's going to be the Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl, and that's living hell for me. Or two, Juju Smith Schuster is going to win MVP, uh-huh. and then we're going to be in the living hell of him. Patrick Mahomes' brother and Patrick Mahomes' wife on TikTok and doing dances for six straight months. There, uh, that is the life I live. There was a rumor a year ago that the Eagles offered or offered Juju Smith-Schuster a one-year deal. I can't think of a worse fit than Juju. No, yeah. Oh, he would that not. Would have been that yeah, a no. disaster. I think that somebody on the team would have like stepped on his ankle purposely at practice, so then he would have just gone away. Oh God! Imagine if you got Juju instead of AJ Brown. <laughs> We would not be doing this show. Nope. <laughs> All right. At two, I have Dallas Goddard. I think he's probably the least talked about offensive weapon in this game, considering who's on the opposite side and Travis Kelsey. And then obviously on the Eagles side, he's probably their third best pass catching weapon. So he's kind of getting overshadowed, but there's he breaks a lot of tackles, gets yards after the catch. You can see him. Um, t- completing and converting big third downs. If I remember correctly, he had a big game last time there in Glendale earlier this year. So two, I've got Dallas Goddard. Uh, Two for me, I have Darius Slay. And this kind of reminds me of one of the Cowboys Super Bowls in the 90s that they won, which you probably weren't alive yet. But Larry Brown, the cornerback for the Cowboys, won MVP of that game because he had two interceptions that he returned for 77 yards combined that set up two touchdowns. And the Cowboys won that game by 10. Um, I could see this kind of being the same sort of thing. Slay likes to get his hands on the ball, and he's good at it. He's going to clamp down these receivers. Um, and you get two interceptions in a big game like that, you have absolutely every chance, besides the quarterback, to win 
the MVP. So I'm actually right there with you. I've got Darius Slay at one. We know how the Eagles won their last Super Bowl. It came down to me like, you got to get one stop force, one turnover, and they did. That was a strip sack. How about a pick this time? Get some pressure on Mahomes. Ball goes up in the air. Darius Slay comes down with it. He has a big game, and that seals it. That's the cherry on top to win them the Super Bowl. I think in that situation, you would give the MVP to Darius Slay. So on the defensive side of the ball, if there's somebody to do it, he has that big play potential a la the nickname, Big Play Slay. Uh, one for me, we're just opposite here. I'm going Dallas Goddard at one. Uh, I've been saying it to you for a couple days now that I, you know, I could see him outplaying Travis Kelsey. There is no talk about Dallas Goddard in this game, and he is an absolute monster. He is a werewolf. We talked to Quinn about it the other day. You could see a 10-catch game easily for Goddard in this game, 95 to 100 yards, one, two touchdowns. He has a game like that. Again, besides a quarterback, he will be absolutely be in line for MVP, and he's going to Disney World. That, that'll be another one. If he wins MVP, they're going to look at the contract and be like, oh, my goodness, what a steal. <laughs> There's a lot of guys on deals like, that if they were to re-sign this offseason, oh. wouldn't be making the money they do now. Him and Josh Sweat signed at the same time. They wouldn't be getting the contracts that they have right now. It'd be a lot higher. <laughs> well, Aiden, um, enjoy it. And I'm saying that with, with all sincerity as your friend and as your co-host. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the game. I hate you, but it is what it is. I've become, I'm 35 years old now. And it's like, I can't be a petty little bitch anymore. It's like, you know, it, it's life. It's reality. The Eagles are in the Super Bowl, and there's nothing I can do about it. So I at least hope some of my good friends who are not obnoxious like you, I'm not going to say Vince, uh, my wife, like, I hope you people can actually enjoy it. And hopefully one day soon, I don't know what I'm going to do. I have a stupid fucking banner in the basement for my wife. I don't know. I said, what happens if they win? I'm just going to take a Sharpie. Yeah, um, stitch it on. Yep. So we'll see. But Aiden, good luck. Godspeed. Thank you very much. For the first time in Birds vs. Boys history, when you hear from us next time, one of us could be a Super Bowl champion. Not me. All right, Aiden, it is time to bring on, for the first time, we've had half of this podcast on before in John Richard, but now from the bell and the Birdman podcast, it's Vince Quinn, Vince it's Super Bowl week and you are on our show. Thank you for coming on. And from me, unfortunately, congratulations. <laughs> Twice in five years, baby. How do you like this now, Kevin? How do you like this baby? Go birds. <laughs> it's miserable. My life is miserable. As it should be. Uh, wait now wait are you are you in the philly area where are you located so so i i grew up in north jersey so where i lived i would have oh. been a giants fan i would have been a giants oh. fan okay yeah i met emmett smith when i was six years old and that was it and it's it's pretty funny so now everyone's people are always like you're a front runner i'm like i have sat through shit for 30 <laughs> years and i'm still here and like those same people are like come on you got to come over be a birds fan i'm like that is the ultimate front runner if i did that i can't i, I just i sit in shit it's where i live well i like i like hearing that being an eagles fan is a front runner now it's uh it's kind of i mean it's pretty true right like it's so good for I, I saw a stat it was like since 2000 or 2002 they've been to more conference championships than anybody in the nfc like mm -hmm. this team is they're a front runner now it's mm -hmm. it's weird to say that but and especially if they win this year i mean two super bowls in five years and Three Super Bowl appearances in 20. Oh, yeah, Kevin, don't hang your head. Too Kill him. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I got to say, too. A live assassination. That's, that's really what this is. It's like a covert because, operation. 
even on top of the winning, right? And the front running and they're 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 just good and there's really not anything hateable about the team except Nick Sirianni, but that's another story for another time. <laughs> but like it's it looks so much fun. Like I'm sitting here <laughs> on is. like Sunday like this and I'm like just scrolling through Instagram and I'm like god damn it I know so many people there and that looks so much fun. Yeah, and I'm just I'll, like, the- I mean, let me let me show you right now. So this is just something I have in my office because all the different stuff that I've been doing. I got a nice Batman mask here. So yeah, I've been wearing this for some of the games and stuff. It's it tailgates and all that. It's been fun, man. Like, and that's that's part of it. It is such a crazy year, right? Like you look at at what this team's gone through. I mean, they the roster was crazy good. You have no idea what's going to happen. Jalen takes off. Everybody loves him. Sirianni's talking all this shit. Everybody hates him. It's great. Like. <laughs> They're so much fun. They're such a likable team. They're putting out Christmas albums. Like, what else can you ask for as a fan from a season like this? I mean, it's just been, it's crazy. It's crazy. We can ask for one final thing, and that is a replica of the art you have behind you, which I believe is the parade piece by Philly Word Art. And hopefully yes. another one of those while we're all standing out there. That one final thing is what we're asking for. for oh, sure. yeah. I, I'm, I think it's happening, too. I don't know how I you guys too. feel. I'm, like, so over... Like, it's it's just annoying that it's been two weeks, because I'm, I'm not nervous about any of it. I just yeah, think they're going to crush the Chiefs. I really do. It's just, like, all the matchups of this game, man, it just feels like it's, it's the Eagles to lose, and it's hard to see it otherwise. I'm I'm glad you brought that up because I was watching your clip and I I know the take, but I want you to kind of present it to the people where you were saying like Patrick Mahomes, he's the best player alive, but why is he less of a threat? Why do you think? And it kind of leads into why you think that the Eagles are going to win by double digits. Well, yeah, because that offense isn't good enough. Ultimately, like the way they stack up against the Eagles defense, it's not good enough. And I don't think people appreciate that. I mean, if they played a defense that's as good as the Eagles, I really doubt it. I don't know if there is one. Honestly mm-hmm. speaking, I mean, San Francisco, I guess, uh, maybe. But, like, look at this secondary, man. Look at those receivers. Like, the Eagles win that matchup. I think that's pretty obvious. The defensive line, I mean, Brandon Graham doesn't even start. And if he was in Kansas City, he'd be second on the team in sacks yep. by a mile. I mean, it's, like, it's crazy just how deep mm-hmm. this team is, how talented they are. And, it, like, if I have to go into this game, it's, it's kind of like San Francisco in a lot of ways because, like, I think if you're going into this game and the main worry is like, oh, man, if if Travis Kelsey and Isaiah Pacheco are the big worry, the same way it was like Kittle and McCaffrey for me, ultimately, I just don't see how you lose. I, I just don't see it like that's that's just really where it is. I don't think they have the horses to run with the Eagles. And that's what scares me, because I feel like the Eagles could do almost whatever they want defensively in terms of either double Kelsey and take him out of the game. And then you're worrying about Mark Valdez Scantling and Juju Smith-Schuster, or just completely take Juju away and Valdez Scantling away and kind of let Kelsey get his like he's going to. But either way, the Eagles are going to win. I, yeah, I, mean, I don't Kelsey, see either of those strategies helping the Chiefs. No, I mean, Kelsey's going to have to have like 25 catches. I mean, it's just, <laughs> I just don't see it. They're like, okay, as a running team, their line's really good. It's, mm-hmm. it's about as good as it's been in Kansas City in like 20 years. But like, is it good enough to to go and just pound the Eagles all day? Is that what they want to do? Like, absolutely not. So uh, just barring some sort of miracle or really like I, the only thing I can really think of in Kansas City's favor is like, and I don't even know if this counts as in their favor. It's just how they could win is uh, it's like that Washington game middle in the season and the Eagles just sucked. I mean, it was oh. just turnovers like crazy penalties all over the place. Whenever you thought like, OK, maybe they can get back into the game here something would happen and they would just like throw up all over themselves basically. Yeah. 
And, and, and like outside of a game like that, I just, yeah, like it's just, it's all matchups, you know, it's everybody gets caught up in this mysticism of Patrick Mahomes and how great he is and Andy Reid and how great he is. But like, it's a team sport, man. It just, it is. It's like it, at some point you got to have the other guys. And I just don't think the Chiefs have them. It does kind of feel that way. It would take like that three or four Eagles turnover performance or Patrick Mahomes just going God level. But on the opposite side, like Jalen Hurts, he's been in plenty of these moments. What's your confidence level in him? Because like we said, he's been in these moments. He's made for the moments like this. But at the same time, like he's playing the best quarterback in the league. So what's your confidence level in him? Like if it came down to it and you're like, all right, we got to rely on his arm, go score, win us this game. Yeah, if it's relying on the arm, I'm going to say 85%. Because, okay. like, all the decision stuff, I totally buy that. I mean, that's that's okay. one of the things that makes him so great is just, like, the guy doesn't make mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like, how many interceptions has he had on the year? How many times has he handed off a ball in a in a read option where you're like, oh, no, he should have kept it. Yeah. You know, like, he doesn't yeah. he just doesn't do that kind of stuff. He's so He's just so ruthlessly, like, efficient with all of it. So I think from that standpoint, he's just the man, and I have no reason to doubt him. But – otherwise i mean the thing is like he does have an injured shoulder i'm not a hundred percent that he like he's really back and i haven't seen him complete a lot of deep balls recently so if it gets to a point where like the chiefs do have something figured out or the eagles you know they give up an early touchdown it's just a good drive you have a mistake you're down 14 zip and you're feeling the heat a little bit like yeah can jalen make the throws down the field i i don't know i don't know like that's that's the thing True. I did not think about that. It was like they took that one deep shot last week against San Francisco with AJ Brown and overshot him, but they really haven't had to. So you don't really know. Like the sample size is so small since he's been back. So that's definitely something to keep an eye on for sure. Yeah. And and I want to double back to what you said about like the only way the Eagles really lose this is one of those games where they just shit on themselves. Not on top of just having top tier talent on this team, the leadership on both sides of the ball will not let that happen in this game. And you have guys like Devonte Smith who he's going to walk out on that field and be like, okay, I've been here before. Like the NFC championship game was like week three at Alabama for him. Like, <laughs> it's just like, he's played in these. Games. And it's, the same, yeah, it's the same thing with Jalen Hart. So that's why you draft guys like that. And that's what Aiden and I have saying, just go to the sec. These guys have played in these games. Get the best players from the best colleges who played the biggest games, and guess what? It's going to translate. Yeah, uh-huh. it was a stunning revelation that took way too long. <laughs> but I'm glad they got there. We got, they got there finally. It was dangerous. Uh, close to not getting there. Was there was a we in there. We're making progress. Oh, We're making yeah. progress, Kevin. Yeah, We're just going to slowly walk you over to this side. Oh, I need, I, I need to get a little more drunk. By the end of this week, he'll be all Eagles. He'll be oh, wearing God. Eagle stuff yeah. by Sunday night. See you on Broad Street. Yeah. I will be in my basement by myself in the dark, away from anybody else, <laughs> praying, wearing, wearing my Emmett Smith Arizona Cardinals jersey. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, that's exactly what I'm wearing to rep. So, last week, Brandon Graham said that he thinks the 17 Super Bowl team would beat this team. I think this current Eagles team would beat that team by double digits. What say you? Yeah, I, I'm with you. I when, as soon as I saw that, I was like, "This feels like one of those typical like you see this all the time in the NBA." Like, oh, back in my day, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? yeah. it just feels like one of those things where like guys never want to admit that the old thing isn't as good as the new thing. But the, mm-hmm. the new thing, yeah, like this roster's better. It, yeah. it just is. Uh, I mean, like especially if you're thinking about what that team was in that moment. Like mm-hmm. Jason Peters in his at the end of his prime or, or great years, whatever you want to call him, like. He's not out there. 
You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's big V out there. Like, there's just things that are different about it. The secondary is not even remotely close. I love Malcolm Jenkins, but man, if you're looking at this team across the board, that secondary is ridiculous in, in 17 compared to this one. They're not close. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, there's the, the, the depth of pass rusher, just everything. So, yeah, I, I think he's just being an old man, but I love I him. He can get I don't away. think Brady walks out of the stadium in that game if he faces this team. I don't. Ron Reddick coming off the edge is a little bit different. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, they would have killed him. And think about that game, too. Like, Gronk didn't have it. Mm-mm. You know, like, you just, he, he wasn't the same guy at that point. And, and I think that was a big thing, too. So it's not like, oh, my God, so the same thing. Like, can, can Gronk just beat that team? I don't see it. Yeah. I don't either. Um, all right. Next one for me is about Kelsey. Let's go Travis. So we, we talked about him already that you think he'll need 25 catches probably to, and I agree to have a chance for <laughs> yes. the Chiefs to win this game. So no more, no less 25. <laughs> that shows yeah, me. And line. I think we, we know he's arguably the greatest tight end in the game, but do you think, cause I think there is that there's a chance that Dallas Goddard actually outplays Kelsey in this game, not only just stats, but overall outplays him. Ooh, uh, yeah. I mean, that's a, there is something to consider when you get out with all the injuries for Kansas City. I mean, you've got them in one in the secondary in general, just like Lejari Sneed, but also Willie Gay's hurt at linebacker. So, yeah, maybe that's one of those things where it offsets it a little bit and Dallas can find a couple of holes. I mean, it's it's crazy because I feel like it's been a while since he's gone off, but mm-hmm. he doesn't need a whole lot to go off. I mean, he is similar to Kelsey in that way. Kelsey's a little more like smooth the way he gets around stuff, but like Goddard, dude, Goddard's just like... It's like if you gave like Werewolf. a superhero injection to uh to Brent Selleck. You know, like <laughs> yeah. if if you have what's that show with like Vaught Industries and Homelander, uh the boys. Yeah. It'd be yeah. like if you, yeah, if you got like compound V and put it in Brent Selleck, that's that's what Dallas Goddard is. And like he's he's just unstoppable at times. So yeah, I could see him going off and just having like, I don't know, 10 catches for 95 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, he's just he's a complete monster. And that's the thing with this game. It's like you can't, and this team in general, you can't just lock in on a guy. Like, go go ahead. Go double-team A.J. Brown. Good luck. Go double-team Devontae Smith. Good luck. Go go do it with Dallas Goddard. Like, you just you just can't stop everybody. It's too much. And I, I think it I think it could be one of those games where you're like, it's the third quarter, and he Kelsey catches another, or excuse me, Goddard catches another one. You're like, wait, how many? And you, like, have the look on your phone. Like, he has eight catches already? <laughs> like, what, <laughs> what? You know what I mean? That's... That is foreshadowing for one of the questions that I have, so I might as well break it out now. They Ooh. were replaying Super Bowl 52, and I was like, holy shit, Nelson Aguilar was awesome. Like, he had, I knew he had nine receptions, but the importance of the receptions, too, just he had three on the last drive. Is there somebody on this Eagles team that could play that unsung hero role that Aguilar did in Super Bowl 52? Ooh, I mean, I think he's kind of done it already in the playoffs, but I'll say it again. Uh, Kenny Gainwell. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, he's he's just good, man. And it, it's one of those things where you haven't seen it as much this year because, like, Miles Sanders actually hits the hole, so they trust him to get the ball in the red zone. It's crazy but, what happens when he does that. Right? It's, yeah, just, right? It's, it's a whole different world. Like, he thought he was, he was basically like Reggie Bush all over again, where it took him, like, three years to realize, oh, if you just, like, follow your blocking, you can be good the all um, pro blocking yeah so so going through all that stuff but like Gainwell can get carries in the red zone and he can score that way they do like getting him out there in the passing game and they've done it a lot recently like I don't think it's it's too surprising if they've been saving that element of Gainwell and just the offense in general of throwing to the running backs mm-hmm. they've just been waiting for the postseason to really lay that out more because everything else has been so good you know so if he ends up being the thing that's like that change of pace where 
yeah, he might, even if for him, it's like, I don't know, 55 yards and like maybe scores, maybe he doesn't. I could see him having some big moments in this game. Like he should get a lot of snaps. I agree. I've he converts like a third and 12. Yeah, just on the yeah. something crazy some, on a screen or something like that. Mm-hmm. I've loved him since Memphis, and he's that perfect like change of pace, like burst. So I'm yep. I, I'm with you. I think that'd be a great unsung hero for for Sunday. Yeah, he's fun, man. He's awesome. No, he's not. And we may need him if uh, if Miles Sanders walks. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, last one for me. You may have heard, but Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey are brothers, and their mom. <laughs> Might do the coin toss. <laughs> Are you enjoying the fact that the Eagles have this spotlight and it's cool to see them on the stage and everything like that? Or are you at the point where you're like, I just want to play. Just play this game. Put the helmets on. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, this is the problem of being a diehard, right? Like, you've been well aware of this dynamic and they've had tweets and stuff and like little videos here and there when they've played each other. Like, this thing's been going on for years. It's just one, they have a podcast now, so it's got a little more traction. And like, it's the Super Bowl. So you have to get average people that hardly ever watch the games or give a shit about football. You've got to convince all these people to watch. And like, yep. that's a nice, easy thing to be like, hey, you know, there's a lot of people that are going to Super Bowl parties that don't know a damn thing. Let's yep. just keep hammering that these guys are brothers. So when they go to the party, they can say, hey, by the way, did you know those guys are brothers? Like, it's just <laughs> all it is. So it's it's just easy marketing stuff. Like, that's why I don't read it for the most part. That's why I don't like. I'm not watching pregame shows or anything like that anymore. You know what I mean? Like you have your yep. places where you get your information and you leave it be. So I'm, I was sick of it before it happened this week, basically. <laughs> like it was, it was like the game ended and I was like, uh, me and John were like, this is going to suck, isn't it? We're going to get tired of this immediately. Yep. And we were. So yeah, <laughs> surprised. Within the Kelsey household, they're probably like, oh, this yeah. is going to suck. I'm tired of yeah. this already. Yep. But also that money train is rolling. Oh, in the yeah. household, yeah. man. They are on yeah. fire right now. That podcast is unbelievable. And that, all right. So how are you handling this weekend? Right. You just said, we're not watching pregame shows, which I don't. And the Super Bowl pregame show starts at like 445 in the morning. So like, this is going to be the longest and fastest weekend, probably both of your lives. So how do you handle Friday night until Sunday at 630? Yeah. Like for me, I, I, Friday, I'm going to be preoccupied with some things, which is good. But like Saturday is going to be interesting. So like, I don't know if you guys know Thomas Peterson, who's out there on Twitter and does all the tape stuff. But Mm -hmm. yeah, Thomas is a friend of mine. He's actually flying in from Denmark yeah, and uh, he'll be staying at my place. He's staying with me. So I'll be hanging out with Thomas, which is going to be fun. So like for him, we'll just be hanging out, talking about football. And like, I might, I'm trying to like, I haven't told him this yet, but I secretly, I want to put on Super Bowl 52 and watch the full game in its entirety. I also haven't told my girlfriend this, that the, you know, the TV is going to be gone for a couple hours, but we'll get there. So uh, yeah, that's my main thing is I want to just like have a couple of beers, do that on Saturday, Sunday. My plan is I'm going to be having a lot of people over, like we're going to live stream for the game. So John Taylor, uh, Thomas is going to be with us and like eight other people. It's going to be like, I don't know. It's going to be busy in my apartment. It's, and it is an apartment. So that's going to be part of the chaos. So yeah, I'm going to be buying a lot of food and drinks and cooking uh-huh. and God knows what. So I'm going to be running around like an idiot. Uh, what are you guys up to? I, uh, I'll be in a dark room all day. Yeah, long. I was about to say, Kevin, I'll let you go first. What are you doing for the game? <laughs> I'm going to be like Aaron Rodgers, right? Didn't he say he's living here? I'm just, yep. Yeah. He's spending like four man. days <laughs> in a completely dark retreat. Yep, and then he's going to make a decision (laughs) that's me i'm gonna i'm not making any decision i'm just praying in a dark room for a chief's win (laughs) 
<laughs> I am. Uh, I. I. They all make fun of me, but they know I sit like six inches from the television screen and coach the boys up. So and like I. So either if my if my parents are here, then it'll be like a small gathering, probably the same size as you, about eight people. But if not, like my friends want to go to the bar, and I'm like. I don't know if I can publicly be seen during this game. Like I will not be a normal human being who acts normally when it's like third and 12 and Mahomes pulls off a crazy play. Like I shouldn't be allowed in public for this game. Yeah. Like I, I have a buddy of mine and uh, he was talking about how his girlfriend had invited her over to her parents' house for the game. And he's like, that might be a deal breaker. Like I yeah. didn't see me and this does not work anymore. So <laughs> best of luck. Best of luck to people going through that. Yeah. No, it's, it's I, my life is, is miserable. Like during the NFC championship game, I was at my in-laws house with my wife and our, our almost one year old daughter. And like the Devonte Smith, we had two cars. Luckily the Devonte Smith catch happened. Cheer. I'm like, I'm go- goodbye. I took my daughter. I went home and didn't watch the game. I watched Miss Rachel and played with my one-year-old daughter. I was like, I can't do this. That's awesome. So that's my life. Yeah. I was like, it, w- it was literally like the scene. What is that from? Uh, he's like, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. You're cool. You're cool. I'm yeah. out. <laughs> that, was, that was me leaving my in-laws out. Because can't do it. So at least you know I live in hell. Not, o- not only do I not see anything good about the cowboys i live in misery because i'm married to an eagles fan and then i'm married to another one here yeah you come over anytime man you come <laughs> over everything's great we got a lot of barbecue in the lots you know there's a lot of good stuff going on come mm-hmm, on mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we'll get them there we'll get them there yeah, soon. <laughs> oh god all right vince so let everybody know before we get you out of here how they can follow you on twitter where they can catch the podcast how they can actually get your live stream because i think a lot of people i you know what? Actually, that, that may be the way I need to watch the game. There you go. Yeah, you can hop in on the live stream and you could just be like the negative guy in the comments. Just like <laughs> yeah. cheering for the Chiefs and, and just being a dick to everybody. That'd be hilarious. So I'm just going to every time Pacheco gets a ball, I'm just going to type Pacheco. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're building up the villain card. I like that. So, yeah, uh, Bell and the Birdmen is what the show is called. And I'll say that again because people are always like, wait, what the hell did he just say? So here we go. Listen, pay. Whoop. Bell and the Birdmen. So, uh, we are on, you know, anywhere you get your podcast, you can look for us at bellandthebirdmen.com. That's got all of our different stuff. YouTube, we got these fine little hats here. These I'd rather be watching the birds hats. We got these like made that. like two months ago. We've been selling these. So uh, plenty of stuff to check out. If you want to find me on Twitter at It's Vince Quinn, and that's all one word, It's Vince Quinn. Awesome. I love it. Perfect. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. And we really hope that your prediction is correct. Birds by double digits. And we have two Super Bowls in five years. Thank you, Vince. <laughs> yeah, appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me on. Anytime. I'll have to have you on after I guess they win. We'll have you back. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Vince. Appreciate it. Yep, absolutely, guys. You take it easy. It is another Super Bowl edition of the Birds vs. Boys podcast. I'm Aiden, and I am joined by Rob Ellis. One of the biggest names in Philly sports media. You can catch him every week on WIP and every afternoon on the Jacob Media YouTube page. Rob, how are you doing today? Just a few days away from the big game. Uh, eight. I'm doing good, man. I I am. I'm excited, but I, I got to tell you, I hit a wall today. I I, I <laughs> for a minute I thought it was like Thursday or Friday, and then I realized it was Wednesday, and it made it very very difficult. I, I'm. 
Right. <laughs> I was keeping myself occupied earlier in the week and I'm not doing particularly well now. I, I got to tell you, I'm ready for this game to be like now, like yesterday, like five minutes ago. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. So media day was really cool on Monday. It was yep. nice to see them on the platform, given that stage. And I'm the same way as you. I thought it was Thursday. I thought it was Friday. I'm just ready. Let's put the, I, at this point, just give me a helmet. And we'll put on the pads. Yeah, I'm ready. Man. And by the way, <laughs> don't think I didn't notice that Kevin's in hiding here. Okay. With his, with yeah. his cowboys. And we, I know what's going on here. I know. I know. I know you're carrying the load for him because he's, he's high. He's under his rock with the rest of the Cowboys fans. I know what's going on. He literally was in a bunker for the <laughs> NFC championship. His family, they're all Eagles fans, except yeah. for him. Like his yep. wife's an Eagles fan, everything like that. So they had a party. He had the baby and, and took her down to the basement and they're watching the kids shows. And oh I'm like, God. Oh my goodness. Unbelievable. That's what you get. That's what you get for going to the wrong side. I know, especially locally. He had a chance to be an Eagle. That's it. So blew it. Yep. <laughs> yep. Now you talked about the emotions. You're ready for the game to start. I was watching the clip of you where you were given the toasts five years ago yeah. after we won the Super Bowl. So yep. where are your emotions at going into the game this time, considering We've now been here and conquered that ultimate prize. Um, you know what? I mean, if you think about it, there are some parallels. Like that was the evil empire. It was Belichick. It was Brady. You know, this one's Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. It's not like you got some easy task in front of you. Like very similar. I mean, you're talking about two lock Hall of Famers and Brady and Belichick. Two lock Hall of Famers, in my opinion, unless Mahomes gets hurt and his career ends, you know, in the Super Bowl on Sunday. He's going to be a Hall of Famer, too. So if you could potentially slay both of those organizations, um, it'd be pretty special. Look, we went a long time, man, without getting these. So I'm not taking it for granted. I'm not like, ho hum, this is going to happen every year, especially this year with this team, because if you think about it, because you're going to have to pay, play, pay hurts, excuse me, because you have so many free agents, there's no guarantee. There's especially no guarantee in football, period, but especially with this team. So you got to capitalize, man. Get this one in the back pocket. And then all of a sudden, you're talking about two and five years, man. The, the D word starts getting whispered dynasty if that can mm -hmm. uh, continue there. So, no, I, look, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling anxious. I'm not nervous, but I'm anxious and I'm antsy and I'm like, let's go. Uh, but excited more than anything else and enjoy. Like, I'm, I'm here's what I'm doing I'm really fighting myself, both sides of my brain. So, the one side is, you know, the practical side is like, dude, smell the roses enjoy these you know last week and this week because it doesn't happen very often enjoy it don't try and fast forward to it and the emotional part of me is like oh my god how am i getting through like three more days i am i'm right there with you and i think you can appreciate this i'm trying to like bask in this and enjoy it because i distinctly remember the day after the 2009 super bowl watching an espn show where they're like should the Phillies even be concerned? And all the hosts were like, no, they'll, they'll be back. Like, this is a dynasty. They have a young core. They'll be back. And we just made it back to the World Series this year. So yeah. I just, that sticks with me to just, like you said, kind of smell the roses a little bit, enjoy it while we can. <laughs> Think about what it was, right, until the Phillies won that one in 08. It was, mm -hmm. for them, it was 28 years. Uh, and then the Eagles, it was 57 years. The Sixers were still on the clock. You know, we're now at 40 years, okay? Yeah. And the Flyers, it's been since 75. So, yeah, like, this is rare for us. You know, we're used to bad things. We've had some pretty good things lately, and we're we're actually in a really good time in Philadelphia sports mm -hmm. generally. So it's great, but enjoy it, and don't ever take it for granted. Like, if I could give a piece of advice to, like, some some 18-year-old who's like, 
it's gonna be like this every year with this with the eagles man or every five years i'm like dude no it won't okay just enjoy it <laughs> there's a bunch of kids who are at temple right now they're like oh this is awesome we're in my college. son they go to the championship every year it's like yeah my son's like works. oh man we'll go to the parade again he's, he's a junior at temple you'll go to the parade again dad i'm like First of all, don't even say that. Let's not jinx anything. <laughs> yeah, <number> knock on wood. <laughs> but yes, yes, let's hope, man. Let's hope. He was out there in, in the mayhem after the NFC Championship game. Oh, perfect. Enjoy yeah. it while you can, for sure. Exactly. For sure. Into the game itself, we had uh, another guest on earlier this week, and we were talking Jalen Hurts and how he brought up a good point that we really haven't seen him connect on a lot of deep shots since he's been back from the shoulder injury. He had like the one he overthrew AJ Brown against the 49ers and the one against the Giants where it led to a little bit of like a mini meltdown from AJ Brown where they weren't connected. Um, What's your confidence level in his arm and his shoulder going into this game? I'd be lying if I didn't say I was a little bit concerned. Now, I I think that the the games, the two playoff games, they ran the ball 44 times a piece. So he Mm -hmm. didn't have to throw it a ton, right? So that's why the numbers weren't you know, in terms of passing, weren't great. I, I think in, in a big way. I actually thought he played very well against the Giants. Mm-hmm. I'm a little bit worried about the deep shots. I'm a little bit worried about his accuracy. I mean, he, if he's telling you he's about as tough as it gets, if he's saying, yeah, it, I'll be fine, but it's not 100%, that makes me worry how severe this thing is still, right? So I'm a little bit worried about that um, because, let's face it, you're not shutting down Mahomes and Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. You're, you're just not. As good as the Eagles' defense is, this is not going to look like it looked last week against San Francisco or the Giants. It's not going to look that way. You're going to have to answer. I don't know if it's going to be 41-33 like the Patriots Super Bowl. I don't know if you're going to go toe-to-toe in the middle of the ring like Foles and, and Brady did. But you're going to have to hit some of these. And you're going to have to connect downfield and take advantage of it. Because I think that's an area where the Eagles can hurt them. I, I don't think KC's yeah. secondary is necessarily great. And they're a little bit young. So I would think A.J. Brown is really chomping at the bit with the way the last couple of playoff games have gone to have a big one. And, and you just know what, you know, Devontae Smith is capable of. So yeah, I, I am a little bit worried about that. If I'm being honest. I think, I think that's fair. I, I've been feeling the same way. And I think that's the overall sentiment is like, it's been such a small sample size that the fear of the unknown kind of creeps in where they haven't had to do it. So you don't really know. And he's telling you like, Oh, I haven't been hundred percent healthy and that's all you can go on. So we'll see. Now, you mentioned Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes. You won't be able to stop them. Flip it to the other side with Kelsey. Um, He is the overarching target. You know, he is the biggest issue that Mm -hmm. you face. Is there any other weapon that the Chiefs have that may concern you going into this game? I'll give you one under the radar, and then I'll give you another one. I I think uh, Jared McKinnon is dangerous, the running back. He he caught – he had a ton of pass catches out of the backfield this year and and a lot of Mm -hmm. good yards. He's dangerous. He's kind of under the radar a little bit, um, but he's good. And he's a good, he's good in pass protection, which is something that they need really badly too. If the Eagles pass rush is going to be strong, right? So watch him. He's one to watch. The other one is, and I'm not breaking any news here, but, but uh, Isaiah Pacheco is nasty to get out of Rutgers. He is Mm -hmm. really, really good, tough, strong. He's sort of a little bit taller version of Boston Scott. Like he's built like a tank. He's 215 pounds, (laughs) five something. He's tough. I, I would watch those two in a big way. The thing with Kansas City's receivers, and I know Hardman's out, but they're not bad. They're just, it's a lot of solid guys. Like Juju Smith Schuster's really solid. Uh, Valdez Scantling, these guys are solid. They're not bad, but they're not Tyree Kill sort of playmaker guys. A lot of this is going to be Travis Kelsey. And, and the, the mm-hmm. way that he really hurts you is, and this is really a, it's, it's one two with Mahomes, he has the ability to buy time. You flush him out a little bit. 
He extends a play two more seconds, and then Kelsey has that just innate ability to get back to him if he breaks off a pattern to get just enough to, to kill you and keep the sticks moving. That's where they really hurt you. That's where the Eagles defensive line and, and who, linebackers, whomever, have to get Mahomes to the ground. It can't just be flushing him out I, because I'm – I'm going into this thing assuming that ankle's pretty close. It may not be. I hope it's not. I hope he's hobbling around. And he doesn't have the same kind of mobility. But I saw him do what he had to do in a game two weeks ago. He's Now he's had two more yeah. weeks to rest that thing. So get him to the ground. It's got to be a sack. It can't be a hurry because he kills you with those kind of plays off schedule. It's just so backbreaking. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, like it's that third and 12 and you think you're getting off the field and he escapes yep. and all of a sudden the drive extends and it's like, yeah, well, oh, it does. Too, four, see, so it does a couple things. It's demoralizing to your defense, right? Number one, and it gets them down the field and they score, but it also keeps your offense off the field. It, it's like the, mm-hmm. the Washington effect when they, you know, the first loss of the season, Yeah, they just eight clock, man. All right. Let them sit on the <laughs> sidelines, you know, let the Eagles yeah. offense that had, that had so many playmakers, let them welt over there. So that's also what it does. Which ironically has been a strength of us all year where we have these mm-hmm. six, seven minute drives. We had one last time we played in Arizona in Glendale. So yeah. that's been the strength of us. So if Mahomes is doing that, that keeps us off the field. Uh, yeah. So you mentioned Pacheco, Jarek McKinnon, the two backs for the Chiefs. Are there any unsung heroes for the Eagles that you see? I was re-watching Super Bowl 52 the other day. Yeah, it was on was the like, other night. Oh yeah. Goodness. Yeah, yeah. Nelson Aguilar. I was like, I knew he played. He had well, a huge game. Totally he had a very underrated like, game. well. Yes. Yeah. Tough too. Like reception. tough yardage. Break yes. tackles. Yeah. I agree with that you. last drive. Really, really the, the game winning yeah. touchdown drive. He has three huge receptions. This was great. Is there I anybody say, like that this year? Well, I'm not counting on this, but maybe, maybe because he hasn't done anything in forever, man. Maybe Quez Watkins on a deep shot. Maybe he reemerges <laughs> yeah. from the abyss because he's been in the abyss, right? Maybe this is Zach Pascal out of nowhere, you know, kind of <laughs> yeah. one of those situations. That was sort of the beauty of that 17 team. Like you had a lot of guys, especially at the running back spot, right? Ajayi, Corey Clement. How about the catch that he makes, even though I still am not sure that that was a touchdown, but I'll take it uh, in the back mm-hmm. of the end zone. By the way, Foles just drops a dime over two guys. Insane. Um, I would say maybe to keep your eye on those two guys um, from an offensive perspective. You know, on the other side, I feel like TJ Edwards, I'm not going to say he's unsung or underrated or any of that. I think he's been given a lot of props this year, but I feel like he makes a big play. I don't know if it's a pick. I don't know if it's a fumble recovery, if it's a stuff on third down or fourth down, Mm -hmm. but I'm feeling something from TJ Edwards that really impacts this game. I was thinking the same thing. And even if it's like you said before, even if it's just him, maybe getting Mahomes to the ground when he gets out of the pocket or something yeah, like that. Forcing him out of bounds run. rather than yeah. being able to turn it up the field a little bit He in a, in a really big spot that forces them to punt or it's a fourth down and he just can't quite get it. It feels, I, I have a TJ Edwards feel in this one. So do I. I hope yeah. that's true. I, I yep. can see that. And another name that I mentioned on the offensive side was Kenny Gainwell, but he's been playing so well. I don't even know if you can count well, that as no, an unsung No, but that's fair. I mean, they, they, the, the good thing is like, they really trust him in big spots. It's kind of mm-hmm. weird. Like they, it's almost like they don't trust Miles, although he had two, a couple touchdowns in the last game. That's probably not fair, but they really do trust Gainwell. You know whether that's inside the five, if it's not quite close enough for for Jalen to sneak or whatever. So he's a possibility. He's a guy I'd look at. I don't know what his touchdown odds are, or maybe even a first touchdown odds. I'd have to look at him off the top of my head. He might be a guy I'd I'd jump on a little bit there. Absolutely, especially the the emphasis on running the ball early in the games that we've seen recently, which wasn't the trend at the end of the year when they were 
going air raid and throwing it all over the field in <laughs> yeah. Chicago and the 12 kind of like this the trend win. they're in right now. Let's hope they stay with this trend. Yeah. Yeah. I really like this a lot better. It seems to, to yeah, work that, that winning thing is kind of nice. I kind of like it. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. And just beating the hell out of the opponents. Pretty yes. fun too. It's not stressful at all. <laughs> So speaking of beating the hell out of the opponent, switching gears a little bit, I know you mentioned on your show, you were talking about the Niners embarrassing themselves. It continues on radio row. McCaffrey today says, I hope they change the rule where you can carry a third QB. So my question for you, uh, do you think they'll change the rule that says you have to block the lead leaguer in sacks with a backup (laughs) tight end? (laughs) Yeah. So this is what drives me crazy about this, right? Okay. So there's two things and you just hit the first one on the, on the head. Number one, how about you don't put a tight end on Hassan Reddick? How about you don't have the arrogance to do it twice? And then maybe you don't get your quarterbacks killed. Number one. Number two, they've been doing this all year. This wasn't a fluke. Purdy didn't slip in the tunnel walking out to the field. Neither did Josh Johnson. They've been beating the hell out of opponents' quarterbacks all season. Newsflash. This is nothing new, right? That's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two. If you were dressing a third quarterback, would you have won that game, Christian and every Brandon Ayuk and the rest of those weasels who have thrown this kind of stuff out there? The answer is no, you wouldn't have. Like, I didn't think a team could embarrass themselves in terms of being crybabies more than the Cowboys. They have, I think, lapped the Cowboys the way this goes yeah. because it's been a combination of their media whining, like their talk show host in San Francisco, their players, and their fans. It's like at some point you say, all right, they beat us. Hey, we'll be back next year. Look out for us. Whatever you want to say out the mm-hmm. door, that's fine. Be a man about this. They've all been rat weasels. I mean, they are whiners. It's unbelievable. It's crazy to me. And it's they act like they were up 14 nothing, and then Purdy tripped walking on the field and sprained his ankle. It's like, we went down the field, scored on our first drive, and then – on your first drive that's when purdy gets knocked out and it was like all the keys to the game played out in the first two series where our offensive line dominated and our defensive line the pass rush got to the quarterback it's like that's exactly what we thought was going to happen they, it played they out keep... immediately and now you're like magically some quarterback was going to walk off the street and save the day for you yeah they keep using words like uh you know unlucky and uh you know just i feel like it was robbed from us like they act like there was some call in the last second, you know, that didn't go their way. Yeah. And by the like way, this is the Ram thing. Saints th- yeah. with the mess pass interference. Here's the other thing. Maybe if your coach, your boy wonder, you know, was adept enough to realize the Eagles are rushing to the line of scrimmage after Devontae Smith's catch and he's giving the signal yeah. to, to hurry up. Maybe you realize I'm going to challenge this or somebody upstairs has the sense to challenge it. Like he got out coached. They got outplayed and they got their asses kicked, like accept it, mm-hmm. move on. It, it, it's really sad. I like McCaffrey. You know, I like, it's like, oh yeah. my God, man. That's what's so crazy is I respected that team. I thought it was going to be a great matchup. I love Debo. He's one of my favorite players yeah. in the league. And to just hear this, like this sob story that they were just robbed of this moment as Ugh. if we didn't go on an eight minute drive. That was 91 yards for a touchdown in the third quarter. Well, the other thing is, crazy. I'm sorry, did, did something happen to your defense? What did yeah. I miss? Was Nick Bosa injured that he, you know, he couldn't like they shut him down. They completely nullified your, your nasty defense and they rushed for 144 yards when you were giving up 77 per game. They doubled you and how much you give up on the ground. That had nothing to do with your quarterbacks. It's, it's, it's pathetic. 
it's crazy me. You talk to 49ers fans. They have they probably the defensive player of the year in Bosa. If you talk to a 49ers fan, they say Fred Warner is their best defensive player. You didn't hear from either of them. No. We had 144 yards, and they're like, oh well, if the quarterback didn't get hurt, we win that game. It's like, what are you guys? I know. There's it's sad. Know. They they really like it's it's the point where it's embarrassing now. Like someone needs it's to crazy. talk like talk some sense into some of them. I think it's honestly helping us because usually these sound bites work against you and they end up yes. on freezing cold takes. This is, <laughs> I, you can see Ayuk's quote, that graphic. Yeah. Like the clock hits zero in the Super Bowl and confetti's <laughs> flying and that tweet goes out on freezing like cold it. takes. Yeah. Right, that's Julian Love and everybody else who's jumped on this thing. Yeah. Yeah. That too. That's, oh, yeah. yeah. Sirianni. He's mm-hmm. like a system. Yeah. Coach, anybody could do one. it. You guys could come. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yep. Chris Sims with the, it's the easiest job in the world oh. to play quarterback for the Eagles. It's you know what be- they've done? They've provided the dog masks. All these people yeah. have provided the dog masks. So that's it, you're right. In the long run, it's good. Which is great because I think for one of the few times I, I've, I'm going into a huge Eagles game where I'm like, I'm so confident, which I, I'm, I'm a nervous, anxious fan. So I'm like, I'm really confident. Like we have the better team. So the fact that they're doing this and providing this and making us the underdog again, I'm, I'm very thankful for that. I, we actually, in the long run, thank you, 49ers. We appreciate yes, it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys can come to the parade. You guys That's went right. to Rocky Xfinity Live. Come back for the parade. We'll treat you. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. It's beautiful, man. Awesome. Yeah. All right. One last question for me before we get you out of here. Yeah. We just like to hear from everybody what they're going to be doing. So game starts. What are you going to be doing for the game? Where are you going to be? Who are you going to be watching it with? All right. So I'll watch because I do the post game show for WIP, right? So what I generally do, I'll watch the first quarter and a half at home. All right. With, with mm-hmm. kids, my wife, I'll watch it. I'll watch it here. Then I roll to get to, cause I chart every play like a maniac. Uh, so I get to, uh, usually it's the studio. We're at the Fillmore uh, on Sunday, which is going to be cool. Oh, nice. So I uh, get to the Fillmore. Yeah. R- hopefully with a long halftime, I'll get there right at the beginning of the third quarter. And then, yeah, man, just, just hunker down and then get ready to rock and roll. Once this thing ends, hopefully it's a celebration, not a, not a funeral because <laughs> there's no in between here, man. This is either going to be real great or real painful. There's no in between. Oh, absolutely. And it's just because if we win, it's like we, watched probably the greatest philly team ever that yep. from beginning of the season to the end of the season they yep. were the team to beat they were the best and it, but if we lose it's like this was the greatest missed opportunity so it's yeah. you're right there for all this the stuff we talked about earlier you're right yeah. it's and it and it is look you know how it is when they lose everybody's out for blood i'm sure gannon will be target number one even if the defense <laughs> does a good job and if they win yeah it's going to be mardi gras i mean it's going to be just it's absolute bedlam which is great yeah, it's awesome, and there, there's no better feeling than a, a Philly parade. We talked about it earlier, and I, I can't wait. And I'm I'm pretty confident too. So we'll see. Yeah. But yes, yeah, it should be should be an awesome time. Yeah. All right. Before we get you out of here, let everyone know where they can follow okay. you, where they can listen to you. I know you got the post game show after this game, so they can right. tune in. Yes. All right. So a lot of different ways. So uh, WIP on the weekends, uh, generally Saturday at three o'clock, and then Sunday post game. Once the Eagles are over Sunday afternoon as well. But Monday through Friday, uh, Jacob Sports YouTube channel. It's called Sports Take. It's 12 to 3 every day. It's myself, Derek Gunn, and Barrett Brooks. It's it's a really fun show, man. They are awesome dudes to work with. I mean that sincerely. It's a blast every day. We laugh every day. We talk sports. It's great. Do that every single day. And also, uh, Beck Parks. I do a show called The Better Better with Rich Gannon. Every Monday and Friday, we have the content out there. Just download the app. 
it's all there, man. And then I sweep up the floors for a little while and then I do a bunch of other stuff, but no, and you can follow me on Twitter at our Ellis sports. So that, that's it. I'm done. We're out of time with me uh, giving all my plugs. Perfect. Listen, nice. you're one of the hardest working guys in Philly. So hopefully it pays off on Sunday yeah. and uh, I, maybe I'll see your son down there. I'll be running around down the streets if we win too. So I'll, I'll have a look for you. I appreciate it. By the way, I love your mic, man. That's a badass mic. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. I, I was like, I saw the red and I was like, this definitely fits. That pops, so man. Was, That's strong. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it. I like the artwork in the back. All good, man. All good. Always being, always great being on with you, man. Perfect. Thank you, man. All right. We'll be back with more Boards vs. Boys this week. But for now, I appreciate it, Rob, as always. And we'll have you back on, hopefully celebrating our second or five years. And we'll talk about that, uh, that D word again. Dynasty. <laughs>